Welcome to Soul to Soul with myself, Myra, and my partner, Dan. Say hi, Dan. Hello, everyone. (laughs) And um, we are actually recording um, during holiday uh, Halloween weekend, which is the 30th to the 31st. And we just wanted to kind of um, give something... uh, I don't know. We're doing something freaky, right? Oh, yeah. It's spooked out. It's all the about the freak. <laughs> <laughs> Boo. Uh, so this week has been pretty heavy, hasn't it? Oh, yeah. I mean, lots going on. Yeah. Lots of craziness. Um, well... There's always that, but yeah, for me, I, I had some, <laughs> I had some really interesting moments. They were kind of surprising. I was, uh, and, and I don't get surprised easily, but it's like, wow, that's refreshing. That's my response now. <laughs> oh, well, that was refreshing. That was oh different. my. It's new. Oh my goodness. Oh my goodness. But relationship wise and and this is across the board so anyone who's who's just catching on to this type of conversations uh, conversation in our podcast where we're discovering different facets of relationships levels so on so forth um i i feel that all of our relationships be it with people or things or situations are now under scrutiny. Like it's under the magnifying glass to try to um, determine or discern what we need to learn from those experiences or confrontations. And then um, how do we manage it or, what are they telling us? What's the message? So this week has been pretty intense and heavy. Um, we have a full moon tomorrow. It's also Halloween. It's also a super full moon, I believe. And uh, we came out of retrograde. Uh, Venus is in Libra, my sign. So anybody who st- follows astronomy or astrology, you're gonna. There's planetary transits that give off energy, and they have influences on us. And if you've ever done your natal chart, you'll know why. For me, because I had a birthday recently, um, it's been a pretty evolving month. And this week being the end of the month, I want to say it's like icing on the cake and the candles. Light my candle so I can blow it out and make a wish. So I feel that with all the freakiness going on, um, it's about what our foundations are. What are our desires? Not like kink or anything or lust. It's about desire, what we wish. What are our hopes? What are our dreams? And how that is creating a new foundation. And how do we love again? 
how do we fall in love? Because if you have a relationship with your phone and it's very toxic, like you don't leave it alone. <laughs> <laughs> oh, you mean like most of America? <laughs> <laughs> and you can't put it in a drawer, man. You just can't say no to the phone. But it's your fault because you're the one using it. <laughs> it's a user thing, right? It's and a horrible we, Yeah. A you can, yes, it's a vicious cycle. And I can't tear myself away from it. And you're you're sucked into that experience with the phone. And the phone, the phone's just being a phone, right? But you're being a user. Like, legit. It is demanding attention. <laughs> I can't leave it alone. <laughs> I can't live without my phone. God damn it. Um, and sorry if I offended anybody by saying that. I'm not here to offend anybody, nor do I stand on a religious platform. Yeah, that's my just basic humor. Humor. We're all (laughs) lighthearted here. Um, So what do you think about that? Like the whole thing of having to reevaluate relationships and say to ourselves, oh, like, well, it's it's kind of like we've discussed before, a, a spot check, so to speak. And I, yes, I, and I love it when you you, oh yeah, it's time for a spot check. And it's like, yeah, it's time <laughs> for a spot check. It's time to check in. Yeah, let's check in. <laughs> and it's 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 interesting you bring that up because, um. When my kids were younger, the, you know, going through different phases of of what we were going through at the time or circumstances or situations, I started having like these town hall meetings with my, <laughs> my kids and it was the check in, right? Because everybody needs to check in with themselves more so than just, hey, I'm going to voice myself to the masses externally, but are, are you talking to yourself? Are you having those check-ins and saying, yeah, bruh, what the F, what were you thinking? Or this, this is familiar. I don't like it. <laughs> There's some red flags here. Yeah. And, and it's all about, you know, is it a bad red flag or is it just a, uh, more of a, an orange flag, a caution so Caution, danger, Will Robinson. I look. I ain't gonna lie. It's kind of like soccer when they, <laughs> they hold up the little card. Oh yeah, it's that's like, a, okay, yellow card, foul. yellow card. That may that may have caused a problem. <laughs> oh, now he's got out the red flag. Nope, looks <laughs> like all three is gonna be in the way of the hit now. <laughs> so here we are being freaky. Because there's all <laughs> there's all kinds of levels of freak. So you're you're gaining some new wisdom or understanding, or you're getting that spot check of, hey, have I really evolved? Am I really that that person I thought I was? Because you could have had the awakening through work, through relationships of family, friends, or significant other. Um, you could have it like with your phone technology, your car, your car broke down, something happened. And you're like, what the hell? I just, I just got this puppy, but like maintenance and all, like, why is it acting this way? Listen, the universe does its thing. 
And it's going to give you that, hey, are you awake? Are you paying attention? And if you are and you've been paying attention all this time, then you know why this is happening. And it's the spot check. Okay, it's the spot check. Like, man, spot me. I'm going to, you know. I got to do some reps, bro. I got to do some reps, bro. 225 pounds. Yeah. Like, spot me, man. You don't get guns like these, <laughs> you're just being lazy. And I'm like, I can spot you from here. I'm 10 feet away. <laughs> Go ahead, bro. You're fine. You're safe. Oh, yeah. yeah. Well, well, you're practicing just... proper social distancing, right? <laughs> Welcome to Playgirls in the gym. I, I wasn't trying to double up or double down. <laughs> All right, we're being silly, so it's okay. It's that kind. Of, it's mischief night, officially on my side of the the uh, coast. So, um, yeah, it's been a little freaky this week. Like for, yeah, it, it hits me like way ahead of the curve. But again, you know, let's talk about that. What's um, and so what's freaky for some is not. So freaky for others, like. Mm-hmm. <laughs> well, it's it's also part of like you know, uh, social tattoos and things like that. You know, because different upbringings, different you know viewpoints, mm-hmm. different realities, so to speak. Yeah, I get that. I get that because um, there's stigmas involved. There's mm-hmm. labels, there's all that that lovely sticky tape that people put on you as you evolve or exist in, well, in and your lifetime. In all fairness, they put that sticky tape on themselves too. Absolutely. We tend to own it at a certain phase in the process. Um and and I, <laughs> this came up in a work centric um, scenario where we were discussing, you know, um, the good, bad, different, and how sometimes you can't you can't please everybody, right? Yeah, they're they're just we certainly, everyone. <laughs> we certainly want to find out sometimes in certain situations. <laughs> so. And then we we have to discover our inner freak, right? Because everybody's got one. Hey, let's let's just put it out there. Everyone has one. Where it comes from, that's part of your work. That's part of your self-discovery, your self-awareness, where it came from. So I, um, let's see, I like to watch porn. So... When a person says that, you're instantly thinking, well, for me, it's like, where'd you get that? <laughs> like, who exposed you to that? Oh, that, that, that's it. That's, 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 that's so naughty. Watching porn. Hmm. Yeah, p- porn is everywhere. There's all kinds <laughs> yeah. of porn. There's food yeah. porn. But, well, that's what the internet's there's for. There's cigar porn. There's, you know, <laughs> there's alcoholic porn there's there's everything has been exploited basically um sex is one of those things that's been exploited and we we can i was listening to um 
I don't know if you know this guy. His name is Orville Peck. He's a country <laughs> singer. And he's very, yeah. he's very, um, he's different. <laughs> he's different. He wears like uh, very flamboyant colors and that is like a veil or thing over his face. <clears throat> and I was listening to one of his songs and I was like, oh my God. Like that dude. He's like pure S-E-X. I, I, I have to spell the word because I can't even say it. He's like super oh, and his voice emulates that. Like he's got, he's like the total poster child of oh yeah, if you come near me you're going to feel some heat. <laughs> like, oh my. Woo, the vapors. <laughs> I was like fanning. I'm fanning myself now, thinking of how much. Um, it's 45 degrees outside. Uh, the song was pretty innocuous, but I was like, "Wow, wow, whoa!" Oh, kind of inno- innocuous, so it wasn't like WAP. Oh no, that 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 stuff is too obvious. That and and I won't even listen to it. Like I caught like part of it out of I don't I don't wouldn't say curiosity. It was like more like observational research. Oh okay. Because <laughs> I am not a Cardi B fan, and I'm probably gonna get some backlash for that. But whatever. Yeah, well, uh, I'm like I won't say I'm a I'm, fan, but I I I, I like the song. I, I like some of her stuff is kind of catchy and. And that's cool. Dude, that's that's cool. That's cool. Um, I'm just not that person. Yeah. <laughs> I I just I I am a very um how do you say eclectic listener of music. So I have a very broad range of likes or whatever, and then I fine-tune it. Um her story, like I've seen her interviewed on Saturday Night Live and stuff like that, where she got her name and all that. Um, I can't go deeper. <laughs> it's like one of those things. Oh, okay, this is what she's about. Because a lot of people, when she first started um, with Bodak Yellow, something like that. Yeah, I think um, so. They were talking all kinds of nonsense, and again. I was like, oh, okay. It's kind of like, remember our conversation about <laughs> oh, man. about uh, the one series of Christian Bray, Christian Gray. Oh yeah, literature. Yeah, yeah. The yeah. copyright um, infringement that I don't think we can talk about, but there's uh, you know shades. And yeah, the between shades. black and white. <laughs> All about the shades. And uh, <laughs> how how I have my take as a woman. Like when I first heard about this book and it being put out. And, it, you know, we talk about art. So this is art. And there's different shades of. <laughs> and I, I don't know if I would call that art. There's... I'd call it literature. <laughs> We'll call like, it literature. 
Well, WAP compared to Orville Pack singing country music and not being like overtly raunchy, but at the same way, it's going to make you feel a certain way Um, because (laughs) it's that guy singing it. Um, Again, it's like different modes, right? To get to that freak. Yeah. And, you know, resonate because I'm pretty sure it resonates with many people. Mm -hmm. Different things, right? Mm -hmm. And um, <laughs> so when we were talking about Christian Grey and all that, we were talking about authenticity, right? Yeah. <laughs> Is it truly freaky? No. I thought it was not because I, I read an article from a male who had heard about the book when it first launched and said, what is this? Because all the chicks were at the water cooler talking about it. Oh, yeah. Like, yeah. Oh, my God. Well, oh, and, my God. And, oh, yeah. my God. And, oh, God. Well, it, it, that's the thing is it, it became such a thing because so many of these, you know, 30-something, 40-something housewives are, like, introduced uh-huh. to this exciting new racy type of thing. And, you know, it was around. It's been around longer than the book was by for sure. And, you know. Oh, definitely. Because there's some some real freaks who know about the undercover, the underground, you know, hush, hush, secret, super secret or not so secret stuff that goes into that lifestyle. right? Well, yeah, because it is. Yeah, exactly. A lifestyle. And also because it's been so taboo that, you know, it, that's why it's on the hush hush. Well, it's and, not you know, taboo anymore. Well, yeah. You know, there's, and that's that's the thing. <clears throat> so you mentioned a certain genre, but I think there's other people now. You know, they they're probably men who are yeah. just like, oh, let me do some research, dude. That ain't the research you need to make, but okay. Because <laughs> <laughs> I broke it down as how many. T- fresh college 20-somethings come out of there in a virginal status and then decide, hey, I'm not going to tell the dude, but I'm going to, you know, get in the act and I don't even know this creature. And he's like super weird. And when, like, there was so many red flags all over it. It wasn't just, you know, the literature itself. Oh, yeah. (laughs) And and that was the big thing, Laters, that, you know, when baby. we were, <laughs> and that's part of what, when we were discussing, I was like, you know, that the, the fetish community that was, you know, the, the subs, doms, you know, oh, all that stuff were, were all against it because it was a very toxic, it was an authentic, non-representational yeah. of what mm-hmm. actually goes on type of thing. Yeah. So absolutely. I, I agree. And I'm not like knee deep into that stuff, but. I agree. It just seemed like fluff, like a fluffy version, kind of romanticized in every aspect. Because here you have an orphan abused male, you know, and and she's playing the hero, right? Like, (laughs) so at some point I had to like step away from the, because I couldn't read it. I just couldn't read it. I couldn't digest it. But well, I got should, it. We I should got probably it. clarify also that I have not read it. I've oh. read it. And, <laughs> I mean, it's 
it's good material if you want to crack jokes. But however, let's let's look at it from a top level perspective. Okay. Um, <laughs> talking about freak and discovering your inner freak. So here you have these 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 two people, very unique dynamics. And until she has this experience in this person's presence, and he basically accosts her in an elevator. <laughs> just, I'm, I know I'm. I'm I'm describing it very factually, but you know, she, I love she how was clinical you are. She was like very turned on. She's like, Rah! you know, and it was her and, and it set off her inner freak. Cause apparently she, you know, she ends up hooking up and staying with him, but <laughs> spoilers. <laughs> spoilers. <laughs> but she, here's a person who's never been exposed Okay. Mm-hmm. Was virgin, but it was until she met him. You know, prime candidate number one. <laughs> Not that he was, you know, gonna let that go, but you know, I there's a point there where when she does and she says, Oh, um he says, That was your first time and you didn't say it. Like, why don't people do that? Like was she that turn? Like it boggles my mind. Like that's not realistic. But somehow, you know, it probably happens in real life. Well, I'm I'm sure it probably does. But I mean, typically, every time I've I've ever dealt with any kind of situation like that, either when I was a virgin or somebody else that I was being intimate with or going to be intimate with was a virgin, it was always discussed. It was always like you know, oh hey, just so you know kind of a uh, oh by the way a discussion that you know yeah so you don't you don't meet somebody and be full-on freak and then you have to kind of be like well okay let's have the freak talk like am i a freak and what level of freak and hey you bring out the freak in me because that's another thing like there's there's it's such a different dynamic and what you may consider freaky or freaky deaky is not necessarily the case for other people. Yeah. You know, they may be like, oh man, I did that back 10 years ago. <laughs> well, I mean, we, we've discussed it amongst, you know, you and I and, you know, mm-hmm. some other people. Yeah, because I'm a new. Well, yeah. <laughs> well, I'm, I, I'm more of a freak. And explorative than you know you're an advanced player (laughs) (laughs) and i don't mean you're a player i'm just saying you're advanced your knowledge base is (laughs) (laughs) well thank you thank you i wanted everyone to think that i was a player (laughs) (laughs) no (laughs) other there's probably other names we could choose but that pimpin ain't easy Absolutely. Absolutely. It's not. It's not. Um, especially when we pimp ourselves. So yes. Again. Um so when does that come up in conversation when you meet somebody like, okay, I'm this freak and you're that freak and can our freaks meet? Where, where, where can our that's freak... a whole nother well, can of worms well yeah I, I think it's more of a, a discussion for where can our freaks meet in the middle where's our common ground 
support or, or does it happen like in the in the moment like no preemptive strike whatsoever <laughs> it wasn't intentional and you're just and then you decide hey i'm gonna take it to a different level or kick it up a notch or best it up you know because you said see and 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 the whole thing women were like all about this and I'm like really (laughs) and I'm thinking why why is this not reaching me and it wasn't it wasn't that I didn't understand what was going on or that whole subdom element which you know is a curiosity but like you said it's existed you know I don't know since the beginning of time most likely yeah but it's not out there for the masses. And here's this book kind of makes it like a fad. And everybody's like, oh, this is a new flavor of ice cream for whatever time being. <laughs> um, whatever. I, I am not that person. But I can see how some people may be like, I don't know, bored or something. And then I think it's, you know, quite enticing or something to talk about. Yeah. Um, Maybe something to spice up a relationship. Yeah. And it, see, like, even our conversation, we could talk about anything. Let's just put it out there. We talk about anything, folks, and sex is never off the table. It's just one of those things that we approach like scientists. <laughs> Dan is more of the, you know, that that guy who knows stuff <laughs> say well that's not true that's not valid <laughs> let's do another baseline <laughs> well, I, I know some things but uh and I, I know stuff because I've heard it I have friends who tell me hey you know this that the other and we always have that like I remember I learned about sex. When did I? I learned about sex in high school at the cafeteria table, hanging out with certain girls. I went to all girls high school. So yeah, they were busy and they were talking about the busy. But it was just like, I don't know, the beginnings of stuff. And then I had, um, we had sex ed in high school. I think it was junior year. And at that time, it was very, I don't know, it was some serious stuff. Now it's like, whatever, man, it, it, it's, it's, it's marketed, basically. And we know this because there's all kinds of freaky apps. All kinds of freaky apps. No. <laughs> I didn't know there were so many, <laughs> but it was like, oh, I'm never going to use any of that crap. Because I, I don't use dating apps to begin with. I stopped that after the the one X. But um, <clears throat> it's good for a laugh to kind of do that spot check. Well, and, and some people and just, use use that stuff like you know Tinder, for instance. And usually they're pretty honest about it with their profiles. That it's just for their own, um, basically ego, or that they're just you know. Bingo, bingo. So it's that level of freak and you're thinking, oh, I'm going to get so many likes because 
I like fellatio or some some crap like that. Well, typically that's, that's it's, it's less so much that like, oh, I like fellatio or whatever thing like that. It's usually because they put, you know, um, I don't want to say racy pictures because it's not always necessarily racy pictures. It's just like they're glamour shots, so to speak. And they want to see how many likes they can get oh, and good. things like that. You're good. You're, you're, you're really, you're really good. Because I wouldn't even say that. I would say, yeah, it's kind of like sophomore. <laughs> <laughs> we well, I think our, de- our definitions of soft porn are very, very different. Because I think like Cinemax is more like soft porn. <laughs> it is. It is. Cinemax. Like, well, I mean, the beginnings of cable, you had to wait to a certain time of day to even get a glimpse <laughs> of flesh. <laughs> it was always the evening. Jeez. What are you new? <laughs> and then HBO had that series, right? And well, they had a couple of series. One? Yeah, the they, Bunny Farm one. Well, no, they had the a Bordellos. Well, they had one before that that was a uh, taboo, and it was uh, basically. I thought it taboo. was real sex. Real well, they, they sex had real sex that. too. Yeah, mm-hmm. that was another one. Well. And TLC had. Uh, a couple shows on uh i forget what it was labeled but it, it was about fetishes and stuff like that like the the dude who who got excited about balloons <laughs> and that's where i learned about splashing <laughs> i was like it was like a train wreck because <laughs> you see that level of freaking you're like wait yeah <laughs> That's when you know Judgey McJudgenheimer comes out. <laughs> and uh <laughs> it's all tricks, no treats. Oh. So I <laughs> I I wanna say like recently, um so my trainer had been telling me for the longest time, you gotta watch Euphoria. And I was like, No man, I no, you know. I don't want to kind of put that. So I did recently watch it and I was like, wow, mind blow. And not because it's like, oh, it's freak forbidden stuff. It's like, okay, this really exists. This is genuine stuff. It's not like, you know, the ABC after school special (laughs) about teenage pregnancy or or whatever it was it was like hey this is this is something that's really happening out there <laughs> and people may may or may not want to know about it but then again i i think it's a good thing yeah i feel it's a good thing i think that all our freak needs to be out there you know um not so much to be accessible to certain people because, you know, at a certain age, they, yeah, you shouldn't, you know, you'd want to watch this with a, an adult <laughs> and, and ask some questions, you know, mommy, what's that mean? <laughs> I don't know. I'm going to find out, though. We can find out together. Um, <clears throat> that kind of thing. And then it's educational, yeah. right? It's, it's well- educational. It's knowledge. This way you can't say, hey, I didn't hear about that. I didn't know about that kind of, 
you know, when mom and dad would make their own sex tape at home and you just happen to come across it. <laughs> Video <laughs> and that that was on a show that was on um my so-called life <laughs> and things like that like everything's not upper middle class it's not and even then like they have things that you know where it relates to drug sex and whatever the the norms the norms aren't changing basically yeah. so well and and part of it solves because of like you know the the shades and and everything else because it's made thing it more mainstream uh more popular in a sense it, it also opens up the conversation and opens up people's you know acceptance like and like, like WAP. yeah <laughs> well i wasn't gonna go back to there but you know sure that, that's <laughs> But that's also in contention as well. There's, you know, one the music people are all, has, all, all just against it. But yeah, music has been like the, at the forefront of all that. Like, well, and drugs, and and honestly, the songs like that have been around, and like every genre has them. It's just you don't absolutely look at them. Like if you go back and look at the lyrics of songs from like the seventies and eighties mm-hmm. and things like that, there's stuff like that going on it's just a little bit more subdued it's not quite in your face like that one is so i mean right yeah everything was masked it's like kind of like um certain nursery rhymes and things like that disguised um as uh bible references or uh references of like it um, it was usually moral references of 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 yes moral Departures. (laughs) Departures. <laughs> Let's put it that way. You know, like, they were used um, as like a, a learning for children for morals and things like that. Is what it was right, ultimately but, but meant we for. And we know this because even shows like kids shows, for instance, animated shows like it, like SpongeBob. SpongeBob is like, oh, my kids watch that, and they think it's cute, but there's some really adult stuff in there. Yeah. Hello. Are you watching this stuff with your kids? <laughs> and, and then it's like, and that's the a, that's another that, that's stuff. another funny thing is like I've gone back and I've I've watched some shows that mm-hmm. were from and then you're like wow Indies or whatever for instance and I'm just like holy crap there were so many adult references in this that I didn't catch as you know when I was a young you know teenager or a kid you know that I totally didn't catch that stuff. And now I'm yeah. going back and watching it. I'm like, holy crap, that was so sick. Yeah, before Rick and Morty, American Dad, <laughs> yeah, Simpsons, you know, yeah. predating Simpsons, you, <clears throat> there was stuff out there. Well, that's, well, that's hard to predate the Simpsons. And people are like, <laughs> it's been around forever. <laughs> listen, yeah, it's been out forever. But let's say like 80s. So okay. prior to that, there was a lot, like even Bugs Bunny. Looney Tunes, Freak, because, and this is what's really fascinating. So let's talk about gender, gender labels and and that whole thing, because gender identity has been a thing throughout many forms of art, or what I would consider art is, you know, television, movies, and 
or films and um, music. So for me, I think of um, Ziggy Stardust, you know, like, Mm -hmm. and then you think of, hey, Kiss, right? Because they identified themselves in a different way, either to convey their art in some way or music and you know, we knew Bugs Bunny dressed up like a chick many times. Yeah, there, but we never questioned it, right? No, no, it was never questioned. Like we just thought he it was, was processing. Funny. Yeah, it was it was human <laughs> because you know it was funny that he was male and he was processing as a female. Yes, and and Bugs Bunny is that guy, that freak character. Yeah. Well, Warner Brothers has made it worse too. <laughs> but they so there was some undercover stuff there well, that just seeped out in their creativity right it's that's what freakiness is creativity you're creating something mm-hmm. that's how I feel about it like and it it's created either through your own desires or, or wishes or, or curiosity and and then you share it with someone else kind of to an extent I, I think part of it's also just it's something new out of the norm and that's because it's not common and not talked about all the time things like that that it kind of becomes like a, a freak kink type thing and those are two different things right kink and freak and that's it so i like that it is becoming more and and we're discussing it because you know halloween is like (laughs) it's halloween so is it a bad thing I don't think so. I don't think so either. I think people kind of use shame and guilt for a lot of things. Yeah. I think our freak side, or if you want to call it that, is a relationship um, thing where how we relate to it either opens us up to learning more about ourselves and others, or it doesn't. Right? Because it's not for everybody. Yeah. You know, you could be a bird freak. (laughs) Or, you know, you could be a gamer freak. Right? Yeah. Yeah. An art freak. And Lord knows there's a lot of painters who were. Again, that's an example. (laughs) Yeah. You know? When they couldn't, um, especially painters and and writers that, you know, weren't accepted, but they were like ahead of their time. You know, I was watching something about Virginia Woolf when she had an affair with um, a socialite and she's married and the, the husband knew and it was acceptable or accepted because it was a way for her to kind of transform her, her creativity and writing. Mm-hmm. And then she wrote the book Orlando. And I was like, oh, wow. That, 
That's some interesting stuff. And how it came about. And it's so funny because I think a lot of that is based on love and what you define as love, what you experience as love, or what is, again, healthy, toxic, not so much. You know, if you're, if you're not, let's, let's say, for me, a level of freak would be a comfort zone. If it becomes something that is toxic, unhealthy, abusive, flat out, whatever it is, is not good for you. Doesn't mean it's freaky. Yeah. And that's also discussed with like um, those in the uh, kink type community is like, it's not about being toxic and it shouldn't be. And if it is that you need to get yourself out of the situation. And that's, that's very widely accepted across the entire community is. And I think that's with a lot of things. Yes. Yes, absolutely. Um, Abuse is abuse. Yeah. Straight up. There's no confusing it. You can't come and say, Oh, but he really loves me. We have a trust thing. He's my, you know, he's, Whatever. No, no, because it's not about pain, per se. It's about sensation. Well, at least for me. Well, I, I think pain and sensation are kind of, you know, that's a separate subject. It's when it's malicious and like not the intentions not are not. Yeah. Yeah. Right. Like, you know, there's no consent. Yes, exactly. Oh my God. So, <laughs> okay. <clears throat> so, f- anybody who wants to get their freak on, they have to have that trust and they have to have consent. Yeah. Right? Two very important things. And people will automatically blanket if you're a freak or you tried this and you don't do it anymore or whatever. You know, people are going to judge, they're going to criticize. We're not here to do any of that. Let's put it out there right now. Oh, yeah. Um, People are going to talk if they don't have anything better to talk about and they're bored. Yeah, they're going to blow it up and twist it, put it on its side. That's not what we're trying to do. No. We're trying to kind of like give that aroma of, hey, this is what's out there. We're bringing it up because it's related to relationships. How are we relating to stuff? It's like the guy with, you know, rubbing balloons or hearing it. You know, there's people that like nails on a chalkboard. Okay. It makes them happy. All right. Is it my thing? No. (laughs) It doesn't have to be. But I can see if this person has a relationship with it, it's not going to be automatically apparent or transparent that I'm going to identify with it and understand it. Yeah. Some things you just don't. You just don't. It's not going to happen. So (laughs) with that said, I find it funny how people use certain behaviors and, and label it certain things like ghosting. Yeah. It really is interesting how that comes about. (laughs) And they're not ghosts. So. Yeah. 
It's just they just cut off all communication. They're off the radar. Yeah. But they give it like a term and then everybody does it. Isn't that crazy? Yeah. Well, and honestly, I think people were doing it before it became a term, but like it's become with, you know, technology and social media. Trendy. Yeah, it's become trendy Mm. slash, you know, now everybody, it's become commonplace, common, you know, household term. Have you ever ghosted anyone? Yes. I I I am guilty of ghosting someone. And I'm trying to think if I've ever no, well, pretty much I don't know closure. If, well, I think it was more of a, a mutual ghosting because I never contacted them again and they never contacted me. So uh, So then how does it become ghosting? That that's what's I, intriguing. Yeah, I think maybe if, if one person is still trying to re- contact and yeah, it's leaving being sad. left unread mm-hmm. or, you know, no response. It's not like block, block, delete because you're trying to get rid of somebody. Yeah. You know, um, it's purposely leaving that op- that communication open, that portal, and then you not responding yeah just basically completely walking away yeah like people i don't know that's kind of sad well i think a lot of it is people are hurtful conflict Mm -hmm. again in relationship because Mm -hmm. if your primary form of communication is phone-based or text-based which i i'm not I'm never going to be that heavy on that. I'd rather talk to a person and come to an understanding and then just, you know, hey, we're not going to talk anymore. Or if it fades off, hey, we faded off because we had nothing to say. Yeah. Or it's not forced or something like that. Um, it, it's not needed. I think that's why people, it becomes such a household thing because you know again social norms right yeah and that's also mm. a totally separate subject that we definitely shouldn't get into because we, we could talk for days about that kind of stuff <laughs> oh yeah it's probably going to pop up again definitely not around Halloween but yeah so why do you like Halloween or why is Halloween special for you me uh, personally it's because of the mine, I guess it's more of the being able to become someone else. I mean, it's also part of why I like. Oh, wow. <laughs> you went deep there. Oh, yeah. Well, Woo! you know, it's like going to uh, conventions, you know, Comic Cons, you know, uh, Sakura Con, like whatever con to celebrate some type of. Uh, I guess you know Possibly. freak. So as we were right. talking about, like yeah, I, I'm into comic books freak. and I'm into anime Absolutely. and things like that. But you know, you get to dress up and become someone else. And, Nerds are the real freak for sure. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it's become more norm, and that's fine. But like, yeah, I mean, getting to dress up, you get to become someone else, and it, that's part of the fun. Is and it's not so much because you know you don't like yourself, 
or at least in my case anyway i it's not because i don't like myself because it's fun to be someone else for a little while yeah and and like i like i've been made fun of it before because i've you know cosplayed going to conventions and i'm like y'all don't get it you get to be like a, a rock star a movie star everybody wants to take pictures with you because you're wearing this really cool costume and people want to be like have a memory of it of like oh remember that time that dude dressed like xyz that was awesome it's empowering yeah so that is an aspect i think of of having your freakiness or your freak side you are more confident you put that out there and you, you have no, there's no shame or guilt, right? Yeah. And it makes you feel good. So that is part of the relationship, right? Because, I mean, I've, I've done cosplay before, but not, you know, to get any tension in, in some way or, shape or form. It just, it was something I wanted to do because I felt, hey, I can do this, right? Yeah. And that's ultimately why I did it. It wasn't for the intention, it's just pure enjoyment. I, yeah, it was enjoyment of it. And, you know, it, it wound up being attention stuff, but it, and it felt good, but that's not why it was done. Just like with, you know, Halloween, with dressing up in costumes and stuff, it's fun to go out and, you know, go trick or treating and get candy because you're someone else. Or, you know, go to a Halloween costume party and, you know, get to be someone else for a night in in a sense and then you know you get to take off the costume and then you're you know back to yourself that air of mystery so that's very yes and so for me halloween was not so much about dressing up or being a particular character um it was it was doing something that was forbidden, kind of something that was off the beaten path, like the renegade type of thing where it's different. It's, it's mysterious. It's alluring. Um, like I grew up watching really old horror films and, and stuff like that. And, even now it's like it takes a lot for me to get scared because it just felt like I wouldn't say it felt normal it just felt like um it wasn't um different for me it was actually kind of familiar and and that in itself is probably a a freaky side right (laughs) but it was something that you know, I could explore. It was something that never got old, never was boring, never got, was contrived in any way or manufactured. Like you could find all kinds of ways to be, um, how do you say, enticed. You know, it was that feeling, that buildup, you know, if there was a scary, like, you know, the wolf man, you didn't know when he was going to turn into a wolf unless, you know, there was a full moon. So that, that part, you know, <laughs> but you didn't know what he was going to do, you know? So it's like, oh, what is he going to do next? Like that excitement of not 
knowing and then finding out discovery yeah self-discovery so i kind of feel like halloween is one of those times and there's spiritual aspects there's religious aspects to these days and and all that the the meanings behind it all kinds of culture history um all kinds of folklore superstitions for me it was like wow this is something that's so broad and people can go deep you know it's not just you know putting you know the little french maid uniform or a nurse's sexy like not for nothing now when you go for a costume it's always got to be you know like the busty female <laughs> <laughs> nurse with the hooker heel or something like that. Hooker not, heels not included. Hooker <laughs> heels not included. <laughs> or the Playboy Bunny, or you know, everybody wants to be the sexy. If you're not the sexy costume wearing chick, you're you're wearing something pretty dorky or freaky or whatever. <laughs> and. and- and not for nothing, you know, the, it's the sexy costume. And then it's not always what it turns out to be. I mean, there's normal costumes that, you know, are supposed to be you know, fit certain size. And then you pull it out of the bag and that, that's a not a full costume. What, what happened to the rest of the costume? Yeah. Some of that stuff is uber expensive if you want to go, you know, if you want to go full on. But it... <laughs> What's crazy is that's when people bring out their freak. They do. They bring out their freak. They'll dress up like either a celebrity, you know, that looks at, or a porn star, or let's say, what's the one costume I saw? Like some of them are pretty pervy or cheeky. Um, like uh, one was a, a receptacle, a light receptacle or an outlet, and the other is the plug. Like, come on. Come on, I, that's, you know, I don't even know what to call that. I don't know what to call that. It's not imaginative, but okay. Yeah, they could dress up as, you know, other stuff. (laughs) But it's nice to go and peruse some of those things. Like you go to the local Halloween store and which will be bombarded between today and tomorrow. Yeah. Last minute shoppers and all that. They can find something. How about wigs? Have you ever worn a wig, Dan? I have actually. It mm. in play, but you know, it it was funny. I, I don't know if I actually look good in any wigs that I've tried. But, <laughs> um, You're that 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 dude with the hair. <laughs> the dude with the hair. Like, it, it, does that feel weird? Just having a wig it, it, as a male. Well, and and it's not even necessarily as a a male or female thing. It was just weird to have a wig on because it's not your hair. At least that's how it was for me. It had nothing to do. I think that's because they were they were female wigs that I was trying on, and. Well, oh, so well, have, I, I, have you ever dressed up as a like cross dressed like a? No, no, I haven't like gender swapped or anything like that, or, or done anything like that. It was just you know someone had a wig, and I 
can't for certain that it was a female wig, but like it was a girl's wig that I was like, you know, playing around with. And like I wasn't the mm-hmm. only one, mind you, but you know, this long, <laughs> luxurious blonde locks and you know, had to try it on. And then and then you you become the whatever you feel from that one accessory you you evolve. I remember the first time I tried um, a man's boxers or wore a man's shirt. Like there's something to that. I think because we identify certain things with certain feelings. Yeah. And then we kind of act it out. Is that isn't that crazy? Yeah, it's it's interesting. It is because I've known I've known guys who've actually like well, we won't name names. <laughs> yeah, yeah, no, no. We don't need to name any names. I mean, but they've But if they've done it for like a play or something, they've actually worn stockings and heels or mm-hmm. uh, <laughs> makeup or lipstick and and again, if you go back to different people throughout history that have done that, there's you know, actors back in the day, they wore a lot of makeup or mm-hmm. um even Shakespearean actors were male they didn't allow females you know so they dressed up as doing female parts so um that's that's crazy how we look at things differently from history that in present day you would think it shouldn't be a thing right but it is oh Oh, have we evolved as a species? In, in lots of ways, probably. In other ways, probably not. Mm. It's also a think, for another session. Uh, absolutely. So, folks, we're approaching one hour for this segment. And I just want to say this was really enlightening. Not because you tore down a woman's wig or anything <laughs> like that. I'm just saying, <laughs> in general, um, I got to really kind of open up uh, some more perspectives on how other people can be, can really get hit hard or targeted yeah. because of certain things that people would consider freak or unusual or and not even question their own behavior similar to that like ghosting and things like that um or you know what they do behind closed doors you know because that's a that's a whole other thing like if you have um that freak side but you kind of keep it between you and your you know or it's you know only on saturdays (laughs) yeah (laughs) And see, I've just enjoyed this this session because it's just a wonderful you know, conversation. <laughs> it's been fun. Behind that, <laughs> yes, yes. Um, so let's let's revisit this at some point because I, you know, you know I me, I'm always down to let my freak out. <laughs> oh yeah. You're that guy. <laughs> and I love you. I love you for that because this is why we're we're having these conversations and they're not always going to be about um, 
sex per se or relate relative to sex, although intimacy is a huge part of why we participate in sexual activity and, and it's part of bonding, so on. And again, it's what's healthy or comfortable or acceptable. You know, there's consent, yep. right? Yep. You got to agree to it. And then there's trust. And not in the other person, but yourself when to say, you know, I'm going to use that safe word. <laughs> the, well, Where? since you touched <laughs> that's also a thing. There always yeah. has to be a safe word. Always. And if anyone, oh, well, we don't need safe. No, no, that's not what it's about. The safe mm-hmm. there. And it gets made fun of, but absolutely there for you know for safety literally for you know not necessarily for you know to stop toxicity or anything negative absolutely i agree because that's the thing about being in a emotionally and intelligently mature relationship with another person who is at that level, and then you kind of feel it out together. But you have that agreement, right? Yeah. You have that agreement. And and that's something I don't, you know, it's, it's respectful. It's mindful of each other. It's also um, allowing uh, and accepting of each other. But it's very honest, very genuine. Um. It's deep. It goes deep. Yeah. And a lot of people aren't aren't into deep. They just think, oh, let me just, you know, bump some uglies and keep it moving. Oh. Scratch the surface. <laughs> yeah, it's a safe scratch. <laughs> well, there's a lot of there's a lot of itchy patches out there. <laughs> and we when we're on this show, we go deep. And and typically it's Dan that goes deep first. <laughs> I thought that's where you kept me around. I'm here with the oxygen. <laughs> Ahoy, are you okay down there? <laughs> no, but I, I I'll go deep too. We'll find out as we move along. But um, thank you everyone for listening. Um, this was definitely a great great segue into different um, topics that we touched upon. Um, And we definitely will be following up on, on some of these things, you know, in, in a very natural and organic way, because that's what we like to do here. Yes. On soul to soul. (laughs) All right, everybody. See you next time. You've been listening to Soul to Soul with Myra and Dan. Look forward to seeing you again on the next one.